This is Love Foundation Christian Center Podcast, a place to find God's love. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. I was praying this morning. No more tests, no more thing coming back anything. It's negative, it's negative. Hallelujah. And he's been declaring it. And we need to join him to say this is a hoax. <laughs> Sent from the pit of hell to distract. You know, there are, oh, there are many more, uh, uh, more vital, important things happening. Yes. But the enemy is trying to focus on that. People are dying in sin every day. And believers, we have got to take this opportunity. The Bible says, sound the alarm in Zion. Sound the alarm upon my holy hill. Joel chapter 2. Verse 1, he says, in Zion, that means in the church. So the people in the church who are pretending to be Christians, we're sounding the alarm to you. The ones who are outside of the church, please put up Joel too. I think we need to look at it. But it's all over scriptures. The ones who are not in the church, this is the time to sound the alarm. When they are gathering together to talk about Corona, ask them, let me tell you what is more fearful than Corona. Do you know where you are going? Take, seize the opportunity. We cannot be afraid to be, af- be afraid. We should be seizing the opportunity. And I just began to see some things again. Let's just read that. It says, "Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy hill, my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. They better tremble. My God, Renek, let the earth tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. And let me tell you something. We've already, it has already been happening. Is it because he came to America? People have been experiencing all kinds of pestilences, but we need to open our eyes and to know that we are in the last days. These are just bed pains. Now, the church is not going to be here for the worst of the worst, but you better believe that these are part of it that we experience while we are here. So that means that you better be getting ready for rapture. <laughs> That's what I think about when I see all of these things happening. I'm thinking about where we are going. And that's what we should be thinking about, where we are going. And one of the things about fear is that it's the fear of death. People are afraid of death. If you know where you are going and you are going by way of death, why are you afraid? Patak pata, you see Jesus. <laughs> yes, patak pata. <laughs> it's long and it's short of the story, right? And we should watch it that we don't begin to talk about it so much and the only reason I'm mentioning it this morning is for us to, to remind us to seize the opportunity. Because what you focus on, you enlarge. And God is telling us, God already told us at the beginning of the year, please put Isaiah 60 up. He already told us at the beginning of the year. And remember that pastor had began to tell us about Isaiah 60. Put the New Living Translation up for me today. He, he's already begun to tell us about the fact that, you know, he, God told him that this is the year of light. And as God was also telling me about things about the year of change, I thought that, and, and the glory is here, I was thinking, oh, okay, I was looking at another scripture, but he says, no, the theme scripture, yes, you look at that scripture, but the theme scripture for this year, he said, go back to Isaiah 60, because there is a lot in there. And you and I will be wise to go there and to meditate because the Bible says that for in Joshua 1 a that the way you get good success is to meditate on the word of God that God gives to you. 
And so if you're going to succeed in the times that we are in, in good times, in bad times, is meditation on the word. Hallelujah. The Bible says, arise. Is that what, uh, is that new living? Okay, praise the Lord. It says, arise, shine. That's not the one I was looking at. Let's go back to King James then. It says, arise, shine, for your light is come. It says, the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. It says, for behold, right in the very beginning, that's why I'm so excited. Right in the very beginning, it says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And that's how we started this year. With being aware about the darkness in the world. It's not as if it wasn't there before. But there is more of an awareness about the darkness that is here. But God already warned us, so we are not moved, we are not phased. Because for us, we win. Hallelujah. It says, for behold... The darkness shall cover the earth, the earth, and gross darkness the people. And you begin to see even much more now how dark the place that people on earth are living in. They are so panicky. They don't have the answer. And that's why God has been saying to us, witty inventions. The cure for what the world needs. Jesus, Jesus is the cure, but God has also given us wisdom. So that, and that's the way to shine in the area that they will be able to understand and say, well, wow, Christians are finding the cure to these things. It gives God glory. Hallelujah. It says, so behold, gross darkness shall cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. That's what it says there in um, the New Living Translation. The Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen. That means that the glory of God is supposed to be seen on us. Then he says in verse 3, he says that Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the, lightness, to the brightness of thy rising. But I want you to notice something in verse 2 though. Very vital. There is a but. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. It says, but. That means that in the midst of. So there's darkness everywhere. But you who are in the church, you who believe. He says the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. That's what we need to focus on, church. The glory of God is upon you. And he's been telling us right. He said, telling, he told us from the beginning of the year. Gave us this scripture. Gave us the encouragement. She reminded us that we have the power. We have been empowered. That his glory is upon us. That we will see all of these things. He says, but. So in other words, he's saying, fear not. Fear not. What kind of darkness can stand the glory of God? And we're not going to fall for the snare of the enemy to focus on anything else but the glory of God. Because we need our light to shine for others to be helped, to be saved. For us, this is an, this is an opportunity, a great opportunity. Verse 3, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, right? The unbelievers will come. This is an opportunity and kings to the brightness of your rising. He says, lift up your eyes round about and see all day they gather themselves together. Are they not gathering together? 
You know what? That's why we've been, we, 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 we need people to have, we need media. So that we can begin to propagate more. We can't, we can't allow the media to propagate coronavirus 24-7. But with the wealth, that's why the wealth is necessary in the church. And that's why the enemy is fighting it so much. Talking about money, talking about money. Yes, because in times like this, with money, your voice can be heard. In your station, you can broadcast the good news. You can say, don't be so afraid of the coronavirus. Be afraid of what is going to happen if you don't believe, if you don't receive Christ. And people always listen to people with money. They listen to people with money. The Bible says that a poor man's voice is despised. They'd be like, what do you know? Because what they can understand many times is money. And when you have it, they think you're all smart and you're all that and you're all that and you're all that. <laughs> and that's the reason why the gospel, when you look at Luke, let's uh, we'll look at that where Jesus said, I've come to, pro- uh, he, he came to, to proclaim the gospel to the poor. People say, oh, it's spiritual poverty. All join. He dissected in different areas. It's there in scriptures. We'll look at some scriptures. I mean, I'm not going to take so long, but I just... Are we, are we inspired? Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 3 then. Where there he says, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thy eyes round about, and see all they gather themselves together. They come to you. They are coming to you. When you hear fear, they are coming to you. It's not for you to join. When you see your co-workers talking about, they are coming to you. That's when to button on their conversation and say, let me tell you something. You don't have to be afraid. Let me show you the scripture. God already told us a long time ago. That's why in my church, ah, we gather together. <laughs> Others are dispersing. We are, we are. The Bible says, it's in this Isaiah, we may not get up to that point, but in this scripture that God told us, told us, it says, your doors shall be continually open. We ain't shutting no door for no corona. Hallelujah. It says your doors shall be continually open. So as they are crying, their cries mean they are coming to you. It's not for you to pass by, pass by and say, hmm, 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 or be afraid. It's for you to butt in on that conversation. Especially you all that walk out there. Unfortunately, now they sent our children to school. We should have sent them with some flyers. But anywhere you go, just let them know. This is an opportunity. The Gentiles, they are coming. This is part of it. Amen? Where did we stop? Since I come, their son shall come from a father, daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Then, shall, then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because of the abundance of the sea. That's why I wanted the, the New Living Translation on that one. Let me see if I can quickly just get it up here. Is it that one I wanted to get? Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy for the merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Do you know why I'm excited about this? (laughs) That means that when this corona thing blows over, I'm going to be rich. (laughs) You have to follow it now. I mean, you're looking at the gross darkness. It says there that then, it says your eyes will shine. You know how you say you're seeing dollar signs? 
and your heart will boil. You have got to expect it, declare it. And that means that in the midst of all of this, let's be in expectation. Do you know that people are making millions already because of coronavirus? Some people are sitting at home shaking in their shoes. Some are thinking. Some people, maybe God told them, start a sewing company. They say, me, sewing company. Now people are making face marks and making billions. It's called wealth transfer. That is how to capitalize on situations like this. You are preaching, oh, but you are still, the wealth is, being, is still being transferred. And I'm sure that Clorox, disinfectant wipes, has hit a jackpot. <laughs> I even heard that some, that some people, someone was telling me that electronic companies started making face masks. Which one can sell electronics in face masks? Money. Because, and one of the things about, about wealth is that when you begin to see the need and meet the need, you too increase. That's one thing about it. Witty inventions. So I'm encouraging you guys, though. When you go home, don't be, don't be reading all the bad news. Be, meditate on the word. Bible says that's how you have good success. Say, Lord, what is the cure? What can we do? How can we make our voices louder in this season to encourage the people, for them to know that you are God? For God's name to be glorified. That's, a, of course, apart from the fact that we're going to be walking and living in divine health. Hallelujah. He says it there in Psalm 91, verse 7. Okay, I stopped reading, right? Okay, we can just... I think I wanted us to read to up to verse 10 this morning and we'll stop. Um, verse 5 says, Then thou shalt see, okay, from verse 6, The multitude of, of camels shall cover the, the, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah all day from Sheba shall come. This is all talking about wealth. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedah shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebuah all shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with, with acceptance of, on my altar. I will glorify the house of my glory. Hallelujah. I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as a dove's to their windows. Surely the isles will wait for me. The ships of Tashish first to bring my sons from afar. They are silver and their gold with them. Unto the name of the Lord thy God and to the Holy One of Israel because he had glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls and thy kings shall minister unto thee. For my wrath I, sm- for my wrath I smote thee, but in my, word, my favor have I had mercy on thee. And we need to know that this is the time of God's favor. This is the time of God's favor. We are in the season of favor. And favor has to do with the one that the king likes. And if God likes you, he opens doors. When somebody likes you, they open doors. They don't know why, but they just open doors. And that's what we need to begin to focus on. Please put up Luke Luke 4, 18. And Jesus began to say, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captive, that the captives will be released. Okay, can we have... King James Version. I'm so used to that. That's what I'm quoting. But that's fine. Um, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What's the gospel to the poor? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 8.9. Let's just pause there. Look at 2 Corinthians 8.9. God doesn't want us poor at all. He wants us to be smelling good rich. 2 Corinthians 
chapter 8, verse 9, the Bible says that we know, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How, how clearer can that be? God wants us rich. And this is an opportunity, even in these times, for us to be rich. Go back to, to um, Luke 4. The Bible talks about that this is the time of God's favor. He's saying that this is the time of his favor, and we need to capitalize on that. We need to, 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 to look at that and focus on that, that we have been favored of God. And when he says sound the alarm, you need to begin to sound the alarm to the things that are around you, circumstances and situations. Look, I have been released from every fear. I have been released from every bondage. I have been released from every poverty. I have been released from every lack because I am favored of God. I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry. I don't have to wonder what's going to happen in all of these things because the favor of God has come. Now, if Jesus says that I have come to declare to you that this is the time of God's favor, then it is the time of his favor. It is the time of God's favor. He says to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. People are brokenhearted right now with all of the things happening, family members, everything, fear, all of those part of broken heart. Then he said to proclaim liberty to the captives. People are in bondage right now, fear. The Bible says that people are subject to death, to the fear of death all through their lifetime. They are subject to death because of fear. Fear makes people subject to lack, poverty, death. But he says, I've come to bring recovery of sight to the blind. For you and I, our eyes to be open to see God's vision. It wasn't just natural sight, but to get back to the original vision of prosperity, of increase, of domination. That Bible called, when he made Adam and Eve, he told them, he says, have dominion. And he's telling, of the, telling us the same thing. Look, this is the vision that I've had from you right from the beginning, and you need to recover that sight. Jesus came to remind us that we have a vision. We have a mandate from God to have dominion in every arena of life, whether it's sickness, disease, health, poverty. Dominion is our portion. And so at this time, we ought to be walking with our head held high, ready to bring in the end-time harvest, ready to preach the gospel, ready to walk in prosperity, ready. And you know the Bible talks about in Psalm 119, I believe, 165, it talks about the fact that great peace have they which love thy law. It says nothing shall offend them. Nothing. Do you know that poverty is an offense? <laughs> There's a spirit of offense that goes along with poverty. Why do you think husband and wife are quarreling about money? Do you know if your husband and wife, husbands and wife quarrel about money? That's one of the leading causes of problems in marriages, finances. He says, nothing shall offend them. <laughs> Great peace have they which love God's law. And the way to see that you love God's law, God's word, is that you are meditating on it day and night. So you are not moved by any circumstance, not moved by any situation, not moved by what the bank account is looking like, because you are at peace that the Lord is your provider, that God has already favored you, that, he, that, that you save the one who opens doors that none can shut and shut doors that none can open. And we need to begin to see this and begin to declare it. This is the God that we serve. Amen. 
So in the midst of all of this, God has already told us. And so there's a part of that, I don't know what verse now of that, Isaiah 60, where God says that where his foot is, it will be, there will be glory, something like that. Do you know where God's footstool is? What he said his footstool is? The Bible says the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. Hallelujah. We need to go back and look at that scripture. God is helping us big time by giving us this scripture ahead of time as we meditate on it. We begin to see the things that God has planned for us. And I'm telling you that God's thoughts towards you, Isaiah, is it what, Jeremiah 29, 11? God's thoughts towards you, they are good thoughts, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. Whatever vision I see, dream I have, whatever news I hear, I don't think negative. I see the glory. I see the glory because you and I, God is depending on us to join our faith with him upon this earth. To join our faith with him for the manifestation of his glory because that's what he sees. That's what he sees. Can somebody get that for me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm done though, but we need to sound the alarm. Can we sound the alarm in here today? Okay, that's good. But the alarm I want you to sound is this. In your privacy, in your heart, when you are thinking, you're meditating, you better tell yourself you are favored. Tell yourself you are healed. Tell yourself what God says about you. If he tries to lie to you or tell you something else, tell yourself the circumstances, the situations, the people, tell them what God says. That's the alarm that we're going to be sounding from today. I mean, we've already begun, but that's, you need to know that when you hear anything else, it is your responsibility, my responsibility, to sound God's alarm. It's not the time to fear and to cower away, but this is the time to sound the alarm that God's favor is here, that there is hope in Christ. Amen. Amen. This is the way to increase. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.